Welcome to the Skin Club Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Rachel. And I'm Alita. Welcome to the club. Welcome to the Skin Club Podcast. We are really excited because today we'll be talking all about social media with the content queen herself, Jezebella. She's also known as Modern Skin Therapy on Instagram. So I'm just going to give a brief introduction for her before we jump into our weekly favorites and weekly updates. So Jezebella is 22 years old. She's married and has a fur baby golden retriever named Camper, which I'm obsessed with him. <laughs> He's so cute. Um, she's been an esthetician for three years. She's from Denver, Colorado, and she works as an esthetician and business owner of Modern Skin Therapy, LLC. And she's the content queen and just launched her own social media course. And so we're excited to hear more about that. Um, is there anything else you want to add on to your intro? Anything about you maybe missing? No, that's pretty much sums up me and who I am. Just an esthetician and outside of aesthetics, I'm just always home with my husband and my puppy. How long have you been an esthetician? I've been an esthetician for three years. Okay. Did you go right after high school or sorry, when, what's the yes. timeline like? Yes. So I went straight into aesthetics immediately after high school. Um, I had initially planned on going in for esthetician school during my last year of high school, but I decided to just wait. Um, but I did do the school years back to back. So yeah. Very cool. Awesome. Well, we're going to start um, with our weekly favorites and our weekly updates, and Jezebella is going to join us um, with this one. So we're going to have Rachel start, and then Jezebella, if you want to go next, and then I'll share mine last. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So my weekly favorite, <laughs> it's so weird, and a lot of people, whatever, I'm going to say it anyways. I did a coffee enema. <laughs> <laughs> I love and that. Okay, so coffee enema, I learned it from the girl who does hair scans. So she's super, super knowledgeable with like health things and supplements. And she, I always see her post on her Instagram about enemas and how good they are for you. And so I wanted to try it. And so basically what it is, if anyone doesn't know what a coffee enema is, <laughs> you get coffee and drain it. And you stick it up your butthole and it cleans you out. <laughs> what? <laughs> so it cleans you out. And I actually pulled up a list of benefits because I feel like I have to explain myself. So it boosts your immunity. <laughs> it increases energy. It helps to remove parasites. It gets rid of heavy metals, improves the liver function, enhances oxygenation, and gives better circulation. So it's really, really good for you. And people actually can get addicted to it because of how good it makes you feel. But I just did it for my first time literally today. And it was an experience, but I'm feeling good so far. <laughs> so that's my I really, updates. I want really updates. weird weekly favorite. But okay, Jezebella, what's your weekly favorite? <laughs> My current weekly favorite um, is actually my Sunbetter Tone Smart sunscreen, especially with like the warmer weather coming. 
one, I hate having to take the time to do my makeup, which is exactly why I get lash extensions in the first place. So I could just like wake up and go. So for me to be able to just put my sunscreen on and then have it toned to my skin tone and then be able to just leave and go on about my day is like my favorite thing in the world. Um, so I'm obsessed with Skin Better's Tone Smart sunscreen right now. It's the best. Is that the compact one or the liquid one? So I actually use both. Um, for additional coverage, I use co- the compact um, during and throughout the day. So I just like keep it in my purse and I'll use that on top of the liquid. Um, but you are you know, more than welcome to just use the liquid or the compact on its own. I just like them both together for the extra coverage. But the liquid one gives you like such a dewy glow and it's my favorite. And it lasts like all day. I'm obsessed. It with does. It. Yes, it's, it's so water good. resistant. Yes. Okay. Is that all your weekly favorites? I would have to say that I'm, I haven't started yet, but I'm going to say it now that it's going to become my weekly favorite. <laughs> I just went to Target and I bought a juicer. Okay. Oh, so. Wow. I'm going to try to make it a habit to start nice. juicing regularly and drinking celery juice on a daily basis. So that's so good. Hold me accountable. Okay, we will. Yes, <laughs> I've heard that's so good for you. I've never done it, but I I think it's Heather, the lady mm-hmm. who does the coffee enemas. I've seen her post about that yes. too and how good they are for you. Yes, so good for it. your gut health. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, did, did you feel so amazing? Esthetician school. That's amazing. And it's yeah. so good for your skin. It's great for acne prone clients as well. It tastes disgusting though. Just yes. so you know. <laughs> I'm putting lemon juice in there to make it better. That'll hopefully. help for sure. Well, good. That's so exciting. Juicing is like, oh, it just is so like fresh. It just makes you feel so good. Yeah, I'm um, excited. Okay. My weekly favorites. Um, <laughs> I have a couple. Um, my first one is Skims socks. They are so nice. I'm oh. wearing them right now. They are so oh, they're soft. soft and like they, I don't know. They're just like awesome. So you guys need to try Skim socks. Um, my second one is Promptly Journals. So I have, I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, probably like a million times, but I love Promptly. Um, it's a journal company that essentially the journals have suggested prompts in them. And they have one that's like a couples therapy one-ish. And I love it. And Ryder and I did it last night. And we hadn't done it in like probably just like a couple months. We kind of got out of our routine because we used to do it once a week. And like we have not connected that much like emotionally in months. And it was just like so nice to just, you know, like reconnect with your spouse. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That literally sounds like something I would do. Like you you'll should have get to send one. The they link. actually have a promo going on right now. That's amazing. <laughs> I get their texts. <laughs> I love but it. Last night, one of like the prompts, I guess it was like an activity that you do while you're doing the journaling was um to make a playlist of 10 songs each that like remind you of the other person or like remind you of your relationship. And we just like laid in bed and just listened to the songs for like Aww. an hour last night and just like cuddled. And it was just so cute. Okay, I'm getting That's one. my favorite. <laughs> I'm obsessed. They're so good. Oh, and then I'm another telling my husband. We... Oh, sorry, what? I said I'm telling my husband about that. You need one. Order one That's immediately. Yes. <laughs> so another one of my favorites is, okay, 
Selling Sunsets, and the Keeping Up with the Kardashians. I love the new seasons. They're so good. <laughs> They're so good. Um, and then my last one is the What We Said podcast. Shout out one of my favorite po- one of my favorite products, which is the Alpharet. Um, Amazing overnight cream. And JC said it, it has changed her skin, so that was one of my weekly favorites. But yeah, I love that the best. Wait, did the selling? Sorry, going back to your other weekly favorite. Did the selling sunsets? Did the next season already come out? Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. When did it come out? This week. Yeah, this week. This last week. I didn't know yeah. That. Okay, I've been so excited for it, and then I have no idea. Well, literally me. So <laughs> okay, well, good to know that will be the next show. I start well the next season you're shopping yeah not me on on my phone right now looking at promptly journals (laughs) um okay well awesome weekly favorites weekly updates my did did i already say my update no no i didn't okay (laughs) it's late okay weekly favorite or no weekly update my hair is not orange anymore yes so last week i talked on the podcast about how I impulsively colored my front pieces like blonde because I've seen people do it like just the money pieces and so I was like okay fine I'll try it out and it came out very very orange <laughs> like very orange and so oh no Megan my hair girl she forgave me and she fixed it this morning so it's like still warmer but like way better than it was before and I actually vibe with it. I think it's kind of fun. Yeah. You look stunning. Yeah. On my end. From what I can see, you look gorgeous. Thank you. (laughs) Um, But that's really my only update. Oh, I'm also adding a Thursday to my work schedule, which I'm really excited about that I'm able to do more days and accept more clients. So that's my other update I'm really excited about. So when does that start? Starting the end of next month, I'll open up Thursdays. So So Mm, yeah cool yeah but yay that's all okay Jezebel what's your weekly update I would say you know nothing big going on lately we have honestly been spending the last week taking care of our puppy (laughs) camper um actually got fixed last week so um (laughs) poor thing he's like been going through tons of like mood swings lately (laughs) so he's very frustrated that he can't play and he's also very annoyed at me and my husband for not taking off his comb so that has been an interesting series of events for sure um and other than that Honestly, I don't know why or where I have found the time, but I started making textured art in the last week. I'm obsessed. Week. I love <laughs> your art. I started making a few pieces for some other estheticians here locally in Colorado, and they've been starting to put them up in their med spas. So that's been so much fun to see. Um, and it's just like a fun little like creative outlet for me to do and just kind of, you know, put business things on the back burner and do something I like and enjoy other yeah. I enjoy what I do obviously but just like a fun hobby so something that's not work yes something that's yeah. not work that's so cool we'll have to or do you ship them I'm starting to figure out um how to get them in one piece my biggest thing with shipping is I just worry that they will like get damaged so um I've actually looked into ordering like 
uh, canvas shipping boxes that they actually have on Amazon. So I am actually going to start shipping them out. Very cool. Yeah, we'll have to take a look at yeah, them. Yeah, they're really cute. I'm obsessed <laughs> oh, with them. Thank you. That's so awesome. Wait, I have a quick question. How old is Camper? He is 10 months old. Okay. I think. Oh, wait, no, he's 11. He's 11 months old. So he's still young. Guys, he is so cute. Like, golden retrievers are the best ever. I'm obsessed with him. Um, they're just so much work, obviously. They're like having an actual child. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. Does he shed a lot? He sheds a ton right now. He's like going through his coat change. So he's yeah. like getting rid of all of his puppy fur and getting his adult fur. And then on top of that, he's also getting rid of all of his winter coat. So it's Everything a lot right least. now. Yeah. We'd use, I had to like order like reusable lint rollers off Amazon that you can just rinse off and then they get sticky again. Oh. And then if they're awesome. Those Highly recommend. Um, and then I also have like a hand vacuum and we have a Roomba to pick up the dog hair on the floor. And then I have dryer sheets that literally get rid of dog hair in the dryer, but it's the best. And he's so cute and fluffy that it just like doesn't even matter. He's worth it. No, I completely agree. I have lint rollers all over my house and I'm the same way. I have a Chevy dog. Yes, but they're the best. I don't know how you live life without a pup. That's true. I agree. Okay. Um, my weekly updates. So I am 17 weeks pregnant this week, which is blowing my mind that I'm like so close to being halfway already. That's amazing. And I I was thinking today, like I have not bought a single thing for this baby yet. And I feel like with, with my first, I was like pretty much ready to go by like 20 weeks. Like I had everything that I needed. So it's oh just like gosh. so crazy how different pregnancies Start are. Time around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I had Heather Germain, Simple Soul, AZ, come in to get a facial this week. And it was so the fun. The lady. Yeah, the animal <laughs> lady. And it was just so fun to get to know her. She's so sweet. And so you guys are going to see on – if you guys follow her, you're going to see her post about coming to see me soon. Um. But I'm getting my nails done tomorrow. I had a baby appointment this past week with my midwife. And truly, guys, like, the difference between seeing a midwife and an OB is, like, night and day difference. Like, midwives just ask you so many more questions. They're so much, like, more invested in, like, your pregnancy and how you're doing and, like... Just they care more about you. Yeah. Yeah. And like they're already like asking me like how I'm feeling about like birth and if I have any like ideas of what kind of birth I'm wanting to do and all these things. And like, I mean, they follow up with you about concerns that like you may have mentioned the month previous and they just care so much more. It seems that sounds amazing. So if you're pregnant or if you're going to be pregnant within your lifetime, <laughs> you should see a midwife because they're seriously just like so caring and so nice. Um, and I go to San Francisco this week to go see my sister, which I'm so excited for. I haven't been there just to like tour, I guess. And so I'm excited to like go eat a ton of food. <laughs> and then my last update is I got all of my pictures back from Sadie that I had taken for my little business. And so I'm I'm doing like a little rebrand and I'm so excited to share them all with you. I just want to post them all at once, but I shouldn't. They look so good. Just post them all. Thank you. I'm so excited to see these. 
Um, okay. Well, awesome. Any other updates? That's it. Okay. Well, let's get into our Q&A. We posted for our listeners and we got lots of questions all about social media, content creating, growing in this industry. And so we are just going to start asking away. We'll just go back and forth. So first question, what does your social media course entail and how much is it? And also have have you released your course yet? Like, can people take it yet? Or just how does it work? Yeah. So for my first time doing this course, one, I, I love to connect with people personally. Um, so for this first course, I, it's almost kind of like my trial course, I guess you could say. Um, because I, you know, haven't hosted a social media course before. So I decided to do it, um, via webinar. So it'll be kind of like a live video of me taking people through, um, you know, a presentation per se. Um, but I also wanted to give everyone that signed up for my course, the opportunity to have a Q&A and be able to ask questions at the end of it as well. Um, so it will be recorded um, as for anyone who pays for it post the live webinar. So I haven't um, released the course yet, but people have already signed up for my course. Um, the majority of my slots have been filled um, which has been amazing. I had tons of girls reach out and sign up so quickly, and I literally didn't expect it. Um, so it's just been so much fun to be able to work on this course for the last few months and really turn it into something where I can help support other girls in their um, journeys, no matter where they're at. So um, I decided to just do it via live webinar to start. Um, I feel like eventually it can involve into something that's more of like a course module that someone can buy. Um, but for now, I'm going to record the live course and whoever purchases the course, even after my spots have been filled, they will be sent the recorded version of the webinar um, so that they could watch it back. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at with it right now. It is priced at $250. And um, I... In the course, I go over all the ins and outs of Instagram, how to properly market yourself and your brand, how to create valuable content, um, and you'll also get all of my Instagram secrets as well as other tools and apps that I use to specifically create my content and the content that I create and offer, um, which is a huge question that I get asked very often. Um, so I take you through pretty much step-by-step -step what I use. So it's super fun. And then I will also include that Q&A at the end and bonus tips. So that's amazing. Oh, I'm excited. I need, I need help with social media. I should take your course, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. That's so exciting, though. I'm so happy for you and like that your slots are getting so filled like so quickly. That's Yes, that's I'm excited. Yes, anyone else who does want to join, just reach out to me via Instagram message. Um, and I can fill in the last few spots as well. Sweet. Perfect. How did you get comfortable on social media and like creating reels and doing things like that? Practice. I think just even taking the time to get comfortable to be in front of the camera and speak. Guys, public speaking was like not 
my forte. It was scary. (laughs) It's really nerve wracking. Um, but honestly, practicing in front of a camera made me feel so much more comfortable. Just because you record yourself on video does not mean that you have to use that content. Like what's great about Instagram stories is that you can re-record the story as many times as you want until it's to your liking, you know? So for me, it was just a lot of practicing, getting comfortable in front of the camera. And honestly, whether it's reels or your stories or um, whatever way you can make it possible to be a little bit more realistic for your own schedule or even for your own comfortability, just show up in any way you can um, on your Instagram. And over time, you will get so much more comfortable. I also feel like people... put so much pressure on themselves when it comes to social media. Um, I don't know why, but I like, I try to help girls get rid of that stigma that it's like social media is not meant to be this entirely serious or perfect picture, perfect, um, platform. Like I genuinely used to get stage fright. Like I would get so anxious before Instagram lives with other estheticians or even just like posting a story. I would like rewatch it and then like criticize myself and be like, oh my God, I hate how my voice sounds in this. Or, oh my God, do I even sound like I know what I'm talking about? Um, And honestly, it got to a point where I was just like, wait, why am I doing this? Nobody is watching this and thinking these things. When you watch other people on their stories or on Instagram, you don't sit through and be like, oh, like she's breathing weird or, you know, so (laughs) literally (laughs) we are our worst critic. So for me, I got over the stage fright once I came to the conclusion in my mind to stop taking social media so seriously. It is supposed to be a fun platform. It's supposed to be a place where you can show your clients you, your personality, um, and be yourself on like my reels. I love doing my reels and I know some of them are so cheesy and cringy, but they are so fun. (laughs) You're so good at reels. (laughs) Thank you. I, I literally just like have fun. I do what is fun for me. And if reels isn't exactly what you feel comfortable in doing, just practice. Honestly, you get so much more comfortable in front of the camera the more you do it and then just stop putting so much pressure on yourself and have fun. Do you upload your reels to TikTok? So I started doing that recently and I wish I would have done it forever ago because I was already creating the content anyway, but I felt like I had such a... (laughs) I had so much more focus on my Instagram than I did any other platform. Um, so I kind of neglected my TikTok and I recently just reopened my TikTok and I started like reposting all of my reels on there um, and they're getting likes. But if I would have done it forever ago, I would have been able to grow two platforms at once. So highly recommend <laughs> you're already creating the content. You might as well be posting it to both. <laughs> yeah. Love that. And I also love that you talked about mindset because I feel like in so many aspects of our lives, like mindset has so much to do with everything, with business decisions, just, I don't know. So I love that you said that. Yeah. Even just owning a business in general, like it all has to do with mindset. It all has to do with our attitude. Um, 
about it. So setting yourself up for success is going to be like the biggest thing when it comes to your mindset. So that's the same thing that you can use for social media. You can, I swear, you can literally accomplish anything that you set your mind to if you have a positive outlook on it and also believe in yourself. Like you just have to walk with confidence. Even if you're not confident, pretend you're confident and you will become confident. So I literally, mindset's the key. Love that. Okay. When is the best time to post and how often should you be posting? And then there's a second part to this question that says, also, do you find Instagram insights helpful? Yes. Um, So insights and posting at the right times um, all go hand in hand. So if you read your insights, it's different for every person too. So make sure you guys um, look at your insights because it gives you information on your following. It gives you information on what times your audience is most active, um, what times is probably better for you to post. With the Instagram algorithm, it um, can get very complicated because they don't do that chronological timeline on posts anymore. So it can get pretty difficult, but your insights really give you um, good pointers and cues on even what posts are doing better than others. Um, And I also um, was reading an article that Instagram had released that it is no longer more of a photo platform. It is now more of a video platform. And what I've also always noticed is that my insights have told me that my videos are always doing way better than my photo posts. Um, So looking and reading into those and seeing what your followers are engaging more in um, is going to be so beneficial for you and definitely use it to your advantage. That's crazy. I never like, I never look at my Instagram insights. I don't know. I, I, I probably should, but I'm, I'm interested to see, I guess, what my like demographic is and like how people... I guess, see my profile and like what does best because I've never, I don't know, I've never really been into like the algorithm, like trying trying to figure it out, I guess. But this is very insightful, I feel like, for me to try harder. Yes. <laughs> media. How do you convert your followers into loyal clients? So after esthetician school, I had worked at a med spa temporarily to just gain some experience and some knowledge and get some training. Um, Once I branched off and started my own business, I had zero clients. I had to build my clientele from the ground up. And how was I going to do that? I literally grew my entire clientele through Instagram. And from the clients I got from Instagram, of course, came referrals and they would refer their friends and family. Um, So it's been a little bit of both, but I would say 95% of my clients have come from Instagram. How I did that was, I think, building their trust from sharing my expertise um, and just showing up, showing up on Instagram. 
the majority of my clients would always say that they found me on Instagram and I'd be like, that's so cool. And they would be like, yeah, like I've been watching you for months and it took me a few months to come in and see you. But the more I saw you and got to know your personality um, and also got to know your expertise and it really seems like you know what you're talking about, it made them feel so much more comfortable and so much more confident in coming in to see me. So I think really just showing up on social media, showing your clients what you have to offer and being confident in what you have to offer is going to build trust with them. Nobody's going to trust someone who is unsure of themselves. How are your clients supposed to feel so confident in coming in to see you and your expertise if you question yourself? So I think the big thing is just building their trust by sharing your expertise, sharing your knowledge, sharing what you have to offer, and showing them your personality. I totally agree. I feel like if I'm ever wanting to go somewhere for like nails or anything like that, I want to know who I'm going to. Your clients want to know who you are. So I love that you say that. And I also think it's good to share, like, if you are doing continued education, your clients like to see that. I think that you're trying to better yourself. So I love that. Share, share, share. Yes. Share all of it. And on top of that too, to branch off of what you were just saying, um, that people do love to see your work. Um, like I love posting befores and afters and it shows that you are bringing results but people also want to see your face. They want to see your personality. Just like you were saying, I completely agree with you, Rachel, that people want to see who they're going to. Um, and not everyone is for you and that is okay, but that's why you share your personality with people because you will attract the people that mesh well with you as well. Yes. That Love that. Sense. Okay. So you have the cutest aesthetic. I'm obsessed with your page. And this question says, where do you find your inspiration for posts and your aesthetic? Inspiration for posts? I literally don't know. <laughs> I think anytime another esthetician inspires me or inspires a post, I always give them credit for it um, and will branch off and try to make a post my own. Um, but I think I honestly just kind of try to rack my brain or even just daily conversations with your clients. You can see by the questions your clients ask you what information they're looking for or what things that they want to better their knowledge in about their own skin. Um, and I honestly just, you can think of the most simple thing like sunscreen you know, and make an entire post about sunscreen and its importance um, and its benefits. And so I think just kind of thinking outside of the box and trying to just think of topics that you can, I guess, inspire a post out of is really easy when it comes down to it. Um, and as far as getting my aesthetic inspiration, I always say Pinterest. <laughs> when in doubt, Pinterest. Love it. Um, you can literally look up aesthetic color palettes on Pinterest and a whole line of photos will come up. Um, 
and you can literally select your own color palette from there. And I think it's just so nice to kind of keep everything organized and give you a vision. Um, so I love Pinterest. It's one of my favorites. Do you ladies have any favorites? What inspires you guys? Um, I would say, oh, a lot of times if I have like a post in mind, I will go to Pinterest and like just see, I guess if there are different, um, like I feel like a lot of times with Pinterest, you can find uh, posts that people have made previously, um, even like on Instagram. And a lot of them have like a lot of different information or studies and just people have so many different posts, but it really narrows it down to the topic that you're searching for. Um, like this morning, I wanted to do a hydrofacial post, but I was trying to think like, what are other ways that people have explained it? Because I love to educate and sometimes I feel like in posts I overshare and I need to like simplify my caption a little bit or something. So I actually do love going to Pinterest or even um, like on Instagram, I'll just look up like the word of whether it's like hydrofacial or skin pen or just like a certain word. And then I'll look in just see like what other people have done because out of millions of posts I can make one and like recreate it to be my own yeah that's <laughs> it's not like trying to steal ideas but just like trying to find inspiration from other people when I feel like my brain just doesn't come up with anything anymore yeah <laughs> that's what I do and yeah. I mean when we're offering the same treatments and giving I, I mean, like the science of the skin is the science of the skin. Mm -hmm. So nobody is posting original content out there that isn't already factual scientific information. Right. So, you know, you getting inspiration from other creators or other estheticians is awesome. I think that's great. And I think that's what makes us such a more like unified community. Um, and I think that's awesome. Thanks. I think it also, it like opens doors to follow like other people in your industry and get to know people. Like I, yes. I found you through literally just Rachel who probably found you through aesthetic. I don't even know. Somewhere <laughs> on Instagram. I'm like, Oh, she has a cute feed. Follow. Who people that you like to follow also enjoy following. And I think that that also, especially in the aesthetic community, I feel like estheticians just follow estheticians. All yes, which I love. And I'm trying to like, I hope my page is like a place where estheticians can feel included and we feel more of like a community. And I feel like that's another stigma we need to break in the industry as well that, you know, we are not each other's competition. Like we are to be lifting each other up. And I always have said, I've said this to every person I've ever spoke to, but how much more beneficial and how much more of a difference would our community and estheticians in general be making on the world if, you know, we would all just like support each other and also help educate each other and we'd be all giving the same valuable information and valuable um, treatment to our clients as a whole. Right. I agree. We all have clients. There's plenty of clients going around. Mm -hmm. Let's help each other yes. out. So love yeah. that. Love it. Okay. Yes. Um, so what are your tips for growing social media and just growing your business in general, um, especially just like through your platforms? Yeah. So, I mean, I could do like, I could talk for this 
about this for hours. Um, but I, I go super in depth about this in my course, but I'll give you a little snippet um, and kind of give you like maybe like a few of my top tips and tricks that you can even just start doing today um, to help your business grow, to help your platform grow. Um, and my first one is consistency. With all things in social media, if you're trying to grow your page, if you're trying to grow a business, even if it wasn't on social media, being consistent, being consistent on a daily basis and showing up every day, not just for your clients, but for yourself as well as a professional is going to help you grow. Um, I was actually listening to a podcast, I think like three and a half years ago, and I can't even remember the name of the podcast anymore. Um, but she said, even if you have zero clients booked throughout your day, show up as if you were fully booked, show up every day as if you had a full schedule of clients, um, and you will create that habit. And in turn, you will fill those slots because you are showing up and you are making an effort. Um, so being consistent, um, in not just social media, but in your business, people will see your consistency. People will see your passion. People will see your dedication and it will intrigue people and it will make them want to know more and it will attract them to you. So consistency is key. Um, showing up in any way you can, even on social media. I know it takes, I'm sure you ladies know a lot. It takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of time after seeing clients for an entire day. You're like, how can my brain even think of a post right now. Um, And you're just exhausted. I mean, we talk to people all day and all I want to do when I go home is just cuddle with my husband and my puppy. And want to turn off your brain. (laughs) Literally, like I don't even want to think right now. Um, But even just showing up and posting a quick story and just saying hi, you know, it it reminds people that you're there um, and just showing up in any way possible is going to help you grow. It's something, Um, but just be consistent. Um, Another one is to find your niche, 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 however you want to say it. Um, But make sure that your page is consistent with the content you're posting. Um, I mean, as an esthetician, you know, skincare is healthcare to me. So I post a ton about lifestyle and health and fitness and, um, but I make it primarily about my profession and what I do, obviously. Um, and I try to keep it as consistent as possible. And obviously people like to see a personal side of you, but, um, to just find your niche, if it's, if you're a new esthetician, if it's lashes, um, just start, you know, narrowing down the options and what you want to become an expert at and specialize in. Um, and that will also help people, um, understand, like you obviously wouldn't have like a boutique and a, you know, skincare page, um, all in one. And then same with like, like I was telling you ladies about earlier, my textured art, um, like I'll share my textured art posts on my current modern skin therapy page, but I made a separate page just for my art. Um, to be more consistent. So neat, like narrowing all of that down, um, is going to help so much. And then also being authentic. I feel like so many people, again, take social media too seriously. And we feel like we have to be this picture perfect version of ourselves. Um, just be yourself. I wish I could have like 
told myself that like years ago and I was just putting so much pressure on myself to grow my page. And honestly, my page started growing more when I stopped trying to be like everybody else and be different versions of myself, like how exhausting, Um, but just like being authentic and being yourself and having fun is just all part of it. So I think that that's actually like the authenticity is one of my favorite parts about the Dallas esthetician. Like she does not give a flying fart about anything that (laughs) anyone thinks about her. And that is like, it's so, I don't know, like refreshing just, I mean, cause she has a humongous following in our industry and it's like, holy cow for someone to like, like on Instagram looks like on her feed looks like it's a picture perfect life. But then if you see her stories, it's like, she just does me. motherly mundane things. She goes to work. I like she it. still has to work. You know, it's just like, yeah, it's really refreshing to see that like, she's still just a normal person and like wants Chick-fil-A too, you know? Yes. Like, Authenticity. Yeah. It's so important. People want to see that you're a human too. We're not just robots. We're not just robots that like come on, you know, only when we're doing facials. People want to see a personal side of our lives. They want to connect with you. They want to see um, more of your life and your personality. It makes you so much more personable. Um, And I actually love that about Savannah because I, you know, I've always had the mindset, you know, I don't need to fit in. I don't need to be like everybody else. And something that I have honestly been inspired by, and I even wrote this in an article um, that I was featured in a local magazine here in Denver, and I've said it multiple times on my social media that some of you may have heard, um, but I've always said that you are the most unique and beautiful part of what you do. We all are doing the same thing, right? Like we work the same job. We We all wear the same, you know what's it called? Career label, esthetician. But what sets you apart from everybody else is that you are you. There is no other you in the world. And you are the reason that your clients will choose you and your brand over and over and over again. Your expertise and what you do and the treatments you offer are absolutely wonderful, but they, they mainly come back because they connect with you. So I hope that like encourages you ladies. I hope it encourages someone, but it's always kept me going because, you know, you are the most unique part. You are the most beautiful part of your business. So, you know, looking at it that way, you don't feel so much pressure to do what everybody else is doing. Just mind, you know, like focus on you. Don't focus on everyone else. Focus on your brand and uplift your community. And again, don't look at people as your competition and you're going to grow because you're not holding yourself back. You're not holding others back. And I think that's when my page also really started growing when I stopped caring about what people thought, you know, so. I love those tips. Those are those are really great tips. My heart mushy. <laughs> <laughs> Aww. I know those are really sweet. I love that. And very cool. You were featured in a magazine. Yeah, it was so fun. It's like it's the local, um, just local Denver magazine, and they shout out small businesses. And I love that they do that because they're creating such a supportive community. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just so much fun because I just got to like pour out my whole heart on an art article. Yeah. So it was cool. 
Amazing. Okay, so the next question is, do you think Instagram will be the main source of advertising in the next couple of years? Yes. Yes. I do, especially... I personally do. I feel like it's already evolving. I feel like Instagram's going to keep evolving with trends. Um, same as other social media platforms, you know. I mean, um, if you have a social media platform that you like better, I've seen other estheticians even say, my, my TikTok is so much bigger than my Instagram. Awesome. Focus on your TikTok. Um, that is so cool. But I have loved Instagram for the different things that you can do on it. I love that I could do, you know, TikTok related things and post reels, but also do my other posts, my informational posts, my before and after posts. Um, I've just liked everything that you could do with the platform, but I do feel like they're going to keep evolving. And I feel like even more so now um, you have so much opportunity, especially with their algorithm, even though it's so annoying sometimes. Um, I mean, your video can be seen by literally tons and tons of people and reach different um, groups of people all the time. So I think that is so cool. And I feel like especially after the pandemic and going through COVID and having to go on all online during the lockdowns, I feel like that just like pushed people more to, um, I mean, our, our businesses basically depend on social media for a lot of reasons. Um, and I do believe that you can still grow a successful business without social media, but I feel like you have so much more of an opportunity to outreach um, larger scales of your community with it. So, I mean, what do you guys think? I hope it stays around. Yeah. I, I personally love Instagram. It's my favorite um, social media or favorite way to market myself. I try to be on TikTok here and there. You're so funny. Um, thank you. <laughs> um, I try to be on TikTok, but I feel like Instagram, I've gotten good at being consistent with, and they are constantly growing. So I feel like they could stay around. I mean, they've already been around for so long and they're all, they're evolving so much. I know they're now trying to turn the platform more into a shopping platform and get people to purchase things. And so I, like you said, Jezebella, I think they're just going to continue to keep growing and evolving with, with everything else. Yeah. And I think, um, like at least with my clients, they're like, I feel like I already know you through your Instagram. Like I've been following you for years and I think that's where I feel the most comfortable. Like I, making videos for some reason in my mind takes a million years even though it doesn't in my head <laughs> yeah. I'm like oh if I want to make a post like even like making a graphic easily takes me an hour like yeah they, but everything takes me so long I'm just like not super techie and so I feel like it's really hard <laughs> but truthfully like that's why I knew for a long time that I wanted to expand my platform but I didn't feel like I don't know just I didn't know that moms were on TikTok, to be honest. I, I didn't really know there was such a thing as mom talk until like I got back on TikTok a few months ago. Um, but that's why Rachel and I started this podcast. And yeah. that's where I feel like I really thrive is with educating my clients. And my thought was like, if Instagram blew up and like, as in like died tomorrow, like 
I would still love to be able to educate people about skin because that's truly like where my passion lies. Even if they can't see me, like I just want people to hear what I have to say and like what I know about skin. And same goes for Rachel. Like this is why we have this podcast. We just love talking with our clients and whether or not, whether it's like our clients can't come see us anymore for whatever reason, they can always still feel like they're up to date with us and still feel that personal one-on-one connection with us through podcasting because we give our weekly favorites, our weekly updates, and then we share what we know. And so whether or not they see us in person or not, they are still technically like our client for life, you know? Yeah. It's amazing. And (laughs) again, it's that, it's that personable part and piece of it that make people feel so connected to you. Like you just said it, Alita, you know, people feel so much more connected to you when they talk to you and when they get Mm -hmm. to know you. And I feel like in a lot of ways, social media makes us feel honestly closed off. Um, Even though we can see everything going on in people's lives, there is like a filter over people's lives Mm -hmm. um, with it. So That is exactly why videos are so important, exactly why podcasts are so important, exactly why showing up on your stories is so important because people get to see that not so perfect side of your life and they're like, wow, like this is, there's actually a person behind this camera. There's actually a person behind this video and I can relate to this person. Um, And like we were saying before too, that's what I love about Savannah and that's what people love to see other people do. So that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Um, what are your thoughts on, um, TikTok and other platforms other than Instagram for advertising? Amazing. Um, I don't know if you guys follow, um, Miracle Essie. Of course. On Instagram. (laughs) She's amazing. Um, I'm obsessed with her page and she is so sweet and I love her personality, but her TikTok like blew up insanely. Um, And she just said, I just started posting all my brow videos and people literally just enjoy watching that. And it has um, not only just like attracted more clients to Miracle, but um, just expanded her platform. If there is another platform like TikTok, like podcasting, like you ladies are doing, um, if there is something that just seems like it fits you better, that is okay. Again, don't you don't always have to be doing what everybody else is doing. Um, find Find your niche. So I think yeah. like using other platforms like TikTok is amazing. It's, I mean, one of the most popular, you know, apps to use right now. Um, and again, people get to see your personality and you get to be fun and creative. And I think that's what social media is about. If there's another outlet that you want to use to, um, you know, expand, I think that's awesome. And you should definitely do it. I heard or I saw on Instagram recently because so many like um, social media advisors, I don't know what like helpers on social media, they always pop up on my skin page for some, like all the time. And I saw one like a post recently from one of these people that said like for every post that you create, it creates like seven other um or maybe it's, maybe it was like 13 other um like content posts for other platforms like you can turn like 
your like a picture into like a reel and then you can turn it into like something on your yes. story and you can post it to Pinterest and post it to yes. TikTok. Like, does that make sense? Like with one content post that you create, you can make it into, like 13 other yes. platform posts, I guess. Does that make yeah, sense? That's, yeah, that's yes, okay. 100%. And I know exactly what you're saying. That's kind of what I was saying at the beginning. I should have been doing TikTok forever ago because I've been making reels. Right. You know, I was, I could have been growing my TikTok at the same time I was growing my Instagram before my Instagram blew up. And, you know, I missed that opportunity. And I think it just felt really overwhelming for me to manage multiple platforms. But then I got in the mindset, like you were just saying, Alita, wait. I could already be using content I'm already creating for something else. I mean, think of think of graphics, okay? Like people making educational graphics. You're simply making points and typing out those words. You could literally turn that same post into a quick reel of you literally saying those words in a 60-minute or a 60-second video. Mm-hmm. Um, and same thing with uh, YouTube. If you, I mean, I started a YouTube channel um, and just, you know, I do it when I really feel like it right now. Um, but I can even turn a clip from my 15 minute YouTube video into a quick one minute clip teaser for Instagram TV. Um, so just like get creative, get creative, see different ways that you can be showing up in different areas and, um, outreach different areas of your community as well. I think that is such a great and brilliant idea. And that's kind of like, that's an entrepreneurial mindset. That's really cool. Do you think a pleasing feed on your, like an aesthetic feed is necessary? Yes. I mean, I mean, we were just talking about it now. I mean, you look at, you click on someone's page, it looks organized. It looks aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. The colors are coordinated. You could tell that there is a flow to the page. It makes you want to follow it. We don't want, I mean, realistically, People like that um, instant satisfaction and instant gratification. That is just the world we live in. And for me to like click on someone's page and be like, oh my gosh, like this is so aesthetic. It makes you push the follow button. Like you almost don't even really care if you care (laughs) about what they post. You're just like, this is such a cute page. I'm going to follow it. It's the same. It's like marketing 101. I mean, think of think of like something that you see at Target. I go to Target because the majority of their packaging and the majority of the things they sell there are aesthetically pleasing. Cute, yeah. I I buy certain cans of soda or water because it's more aesthetically pleasing than just like yeah. the regular brands. Um, I do that with everything. So in the world that we live in, yes, it is so important. Um, and honestly, like I said, scroll through Pinterest, find, find an aesthetic, you know, color scheme that you can follow. It doesn't have to be picture perfect or be right on the same like shade or tone of that color every single time. Um, but like even on my page, like I love neutrals and I made sure to make it a little bit more bright, but also moody um, and incorporate a lot more whites. And so if you find like a color palette that you can easily follow, I would avoid using like really super like bright, bright 
colors um, that can like be easily changing because then it can make your page look very random very quickly. Um, but I mean, find colors you love. If there are certain colors that you're just like, I have to have this color um, in my page, like on my page and it's just who I am and it shows who I am. I mean, pick that color, um, but just follow it. Make sure your aesthetic is something that you can follow, something that looks clean and professional. Um, and again, that a whole aesthetic theme to your page makes people more attracted to your page and will help your page grow. And also just shows that you took the time to organize and be, you know, clean and professional. So I think it's huge. What do you guys think? I mean, do you guys agree? Like when you look at someone's page, like you normally follow it if it's aesthetically pleasing. Yes, 100%. (laughs) I totally agree. I mean, yeah, it's like what we said earlier. When I found your Instagram, I'm like, oh, her feed is cute. Follow, you know, and (laughs) now I feel like I know you more because I've been following you. But initially looking at your feed, I'm like, hey, it's pretty. I also vibe with the neutral tones. And so, yeah, I totally agree. I think a feed is what initially draws your eye. Yeah. And so my favorite color is green. And so with like getting all my pictures taken (laughs) and everything, like my room, like my aesthetic room, like I have a lot of green, like my plants. I love it. My blanket. And like, I'm really trying to make my room feel like it's, I don't know, just like a part of me. And now I'm trying to slowly, I guess, convert my feed into more of just me because like right now it's neutrals and I I like it because it seems very consistent and it never looks like random which like you said like the bright colors like I've done the bright colors I've tried to do the neons I've tried to do all the different trendy things and then it just kind of especially like in professionalism I think for like the aesthetic that I want for my feed is professionalism but also fun and so my goal is to incorporate green you guys can hold me to that. I don't know if it's going to work super well. I'm just going to I think it's going to go amazing. <laughs> I think green is beautiful, especially with like all the greenery and the plants. Um, I think it's going to look so gorgeous. Um, I've even seen girls do, um, I follow, um, oh gosh, I can't, I can't remember her username, but all of her page is peach themed. Like oh, it's just like peach and white. And it's so cute you and I'm obsessed. And I'm like, that is so like you, like if there's something that pertains to your personality and you're like, well, greens and plants and all of that is like so much more me. I mean, do it. If you can be consistent with the, you know, theme of your page and be able to follow it and just make it look clean and professional. You can do that. You can totally do that with greenery. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to (laughs) try. Do it. Do it. I'm cheering you on. Thank you. What are your thoughts on like educational posts for social media? (sighs) Educational posts as far as like, like, I guess in what context are you meaning just like photo educational posts? Um, Whether it be like graphs or reels that are educational, like what are your thoughts of just being more informative rather than just like I guess, trendy, like just, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally get what you're saying. Well, I mean, if we're talking about like educational graphics, um, I think those are great. I have noticed, I mean, again, looking at my insights, (laughs) I mean, like even my graphics that have taken me hours, which like, I'm sure you guys have seen my animated, um, 
cartoon graphics and they take like eight hours I kid you not I'll like work on them throughout the week and just like just for fun I really do it for the aesthetic and like the fun and I just love art um but when I post them like they get like way less likes than a 30 second reel and then I'm like okay I literally spent hours on this and like (laughs) no like nobody really cares um but it's like it's fun for me so I keep doing it it makes my page look more professional um and I love it um and people also love love the educational side of things um I definitely think if you're doing educational posts I always see my educational reels do better than my um like graphics but I also feel like your graphics make you look so much more professional I do feel like I still post my educational graphics um even if it's just like a graph or like you have like cute little words and you make it look cute and aesthetically pleasing people still love to see that I think people love to see that you know what you're talking about um and I feel like it also gives people another reason to follow you and want to be I mean consistent on your page I'm sure you guys follow the master esthetician and all of the stuff she posts is so informative. Like I always learn something new every day on Rianne's page. um, And I love her to death. She's a really good friend of mine. And I literally look up to her for that reason because she posts so much informational content that I will sit there and read and maybe not everybody will sit there and read it, but it does bring value to your page. Um, I mean, even if it doesn't get as much engagement, I'm still putting information out there that even if one person read it, it would benefit somebody else's life. Um, so I'm all for the educational graphics and I think they're amazing. Um, but I will say, I feel like people engage with reels a lot more like my graphic about acne may not get as many likes as a real talking about acne. Um, like I made one about like, you know, acne and the gym and what you should do at the gym if you have acne. And oh, that got yeah. so many likes and shares yeah. um, compared to my, you know, acne graphic. So, I mean, just kind of pick and choose like what your what your favorite thing to do is. Again, doesn't have to be perfect or follow a certain blueprint, but just have fun. Um, and if you love making graphics, keep making graphics. I mean, I follow tons of estheticians that only focus on making graphics. Um, and I love following them. So I do feel like my graphics, um, I mean, my graphics, I feel like I try to keep really simple for the most part, like as far as education goes, nothing like too nerdy, I guess, like (laughs) anything like that. But I noticed that my demographic of my followers, I would say, I would say roughly probably 50% ish are estheticians. And I wonder if it's because, I mean, I've always done like graphic, then post, like, then like a treatment post and then graphic and then a treatment. Like I've always done something kind of in that fashion, but I, I have some clients who really enjoy the the educational side and like they they'll come in they'll be like oh I want this product that you talked about like in this graphic like I need these benefits that you listed here and like I like I mean personally if I am looking into like buying another product I want to read that kind of stuff or if I'm wanting to get a treatment like I do read the nerdy stuff about it and the educational sides of it but I do think a lot of my followers in the last like year have really evolved to a lot of estheticians um and I do think maybe it's because I do share more educational posts than just 
like regular, like then just like more treatment posts. Yeah. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, that makes perfect sense. And I also agree. Um, like I said, like pe- there are people who will read those educational graphics and especially in our line of profession too, you know, we're not just trying to be influencers. We're not just trying to be um, creatives, even though we are in so many ways and we wear so many different hats, especially when we own a business, um, you know, but I think our clients appreciate, again, like you said, the continued education, the time that we take to write things out. I feel like so many people learn so much from my educational graphics, even if it only gets 100 likes. I mean, think about it. Like if you had 100 people sitting in a room listening to just those facts about those graphics, like that's huge. Even if it does get a hundred likes, it doesn't matter. Um, I think they're great to still post and I still love to post them. And I love to follow people who post, I mean, they post information that is worth following, you know? So I think that's important too. I think of myself, like estheticians I follow, like Rianne, like when she posts different graphs and different things like that, like I feel like I learned something new from my SD friends and when I find something value, I'm like, oh, amazing. I'll save that. And so I think it's just kind of cool both ways. Like when I can see my posts, when I can see that my posts get saved and just to know that even if you bring value to just like one person, like that's so cool. It's so cool. It's so cool. But Okay. When did you really start to notice your growth on Instagram and what did you do to change? I... I mean, I mean, I didn't want it to sound too repetitive, but again, consistency. I started being consistent. I started showing up more and I also stopped taking social media so seriously and started having fun. Like once I really stopped caring about the numbers, which honestly, I mean, they don't define you. They don't define you as a professional. Um, however many people are following you. And I hope a lot of people take that away. Um, if the, if the biggest thing that you learn from this entire podcast, social media is so important and it's such a great tool, but how many followers you have does not define you. It does not define your value as a professional, does not define your value as a human. Um, and you are so wonderful, whether you have five followers or, you know, 50,000 followers, it doesn't matter. Um, so for me, once I really stopped caring about the numbers, my page just started growing because I think, again, that's a huge part of being authentic on social media and stop taking it so seriously and trying to be picture perfect. People like to follow real people. I mean, people, you know, want to just follow you because you're personable and they can connect with you. Um, and I think that's when my page really started growing when I just started even just posting more about my personal life. Like you were just saying to Alita, when Savannah posts about her mom life and like showing that she's not just an esthetician, but she's a mom too and has a life. And um, I mean, I feel like that attracts people more to your page and it's been awesome for my growth and it's been awesome for my business and my numbers. And I've gotten tons of virtual clients because of it. Um, but I honestly just started being more consistent and being more authentic and real with myself and the people around me. And I just started having fun. And I honestly, that's when like one day I just like started doing reels and I started posting my reels more consistently. I was like, I feel so weird doing this, but like, I love acting and I love being silly and I love being myself. And like, once I actually started doing that and stopped caring about what like people thought about me, um, like one day I wake up and the fir- 
one of my reels went viral and it was such a silly reel. Like it took me like five minutes to make. And, um, I like wake up one morning and my husband's like, did you see your, your reel literally has 6 million views. And I was like, what? Like, that's insane. Like I got so many followers from it and it was just, I wasn't even trying. Like I wasn't even trying hard. I was just being myself and having fun. And I think that's like the biggest thing to take away from social media is that it's fun. And I get to meet like people like you guys, I get to meet and connect with other estheticians and build a community around me. Um, and I think just like having that mindset, that community over competition mindset, um, has just like made it so much more fun for me. That's really cool. I love that. Um, at what point is someone like a micro influencer? So I honestly would say a micro influencer, I mean, realistically, and like, if you were to like, look this up online, most people would say anybody between 10,000 to 50,000 followers, and then anybody over that would be like a large, like a larger influencer. Um, But I feel like once you hit that 10,000 follower mark, I don't know if I would define it by an exact number, but I mean, realistically, that's what the world and Google defines it as. But um, I would even say when you hit that 10,000 follower mark, you start to get like new features opened up to you on Instagram. Um, Did I just say that right? 10,000 follower mark. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I've like stumble across my words. Um, but once you hit that like 10,000 follower mark, um, I mean, once I hit that, I think it started letting me like do like real artists music and the background of my videos. It started letting me link things to my stories to, you know, like click this link here. And it just like makes you feel um, like you can directly just like lead your clients and your followers to certain links on things. I don't know if they've changed it. I haven't looked into it, but as soon as I hit 10 K followers, they started giving me access to these new features, um, which is kind of cool. But I feel like if you have, like, if you have the mindset, um, that you want to be an influencer and you want to become larger, I mean, don't wait until you have those followers to start you know, acting like one, because I mean, you are influencing somebody, everybody on Instagram is technically an influencer. Because you're influencing somebody. And like I said earlier, too, I mean, like you are influencing the five followers you have, even if it's just five followers, you are still influencing somebody. Yeah, totally. So again, I mean, don't focus on the numbers. Um, But like, I do, obviously, everyone knows that once you get more followers, I mean, it opens up more opportunities for collaborations and um, just other opportunities for you as well, which is all fun. But I, I don't know. What do you guys think? <laughs> I, I would say like, I don't know, some people I consider micro influencers really don't have even like a thousand followers. Like yeah. there's this girl who I love to follow. I've known her my entire life, but she loves shopping. And like her Instagram handle is Carly Buys Things. And it's because she simply loves to shop and she has really cute like style. I think Yeah. I want to say her Instagram has probably like 900 followers or something like that. But the amount of links that I've clicked 
through her stories, like she she does like little categories of um just I don't know, like things for Mother's Day, things for kids for Easter, things for dads for Easter, like like just little things all the time of just her favorites. And to me, I'm like, I'm influenced. I'm clicking those those link buttons. I'm shopping all the like to know it. I am doing all that kind of stuff, even though it's not a huge following. Um, but I definitely I think the authenticity is a huge factor in what I would consider, I guess, a micro-influencer is how how much I'm actually influenced regardless of the exactly. number. I would just say like, at least to me, I thought micro-influencer was like between like anyone less than like 15,000. Yeah. That, to me, like literally from five followers to like 15, I thought that, that was like micro. And beyond that, I'm like, you're an influencer, sis. <laughs> <laughs> No, I that's, love that. That's not really something I like ever thought about, like influencers, but it's so true. Mm-hmm. Like my manager influences me. She does the same yes. thing. She has an Instagram, Lily's Loving, and it's all the things she's loving, and I'm always clicking her links. Yep, so always. Yes. Like I said, if you have I mean, like think people really think like, oh, like I only have nine hundred followers 200 followers like that's not much that's a lot if you had 200 people sitting here watching you right now you'd be like really nervous and like wow like how many how how could 200 people be watching me right now or be interested in watching me right now even if it's 50 people five people if you even influence one person like that that's a huge deal um, like personally for me, just like what you guys said, like I would consider a micro influencer, anyone under like that 15 K, even if you have five followers, 10 followers, you're influencing somebody. So, I mean, have, have that mindset that what you have to bring to this industry is valuable, no matter how many followers you have. And again, it doesn't define you. It doesn't define you as a professional and it doesn't define the value that you have to bring to this community because any information you just solely being you like I said before you are the only you that there is that brings value to this industry because they don't have a you in this industry so even if it's five people watching your reels I mean when I started them at first like it was just kind of like weird and I was like nobody's gonna like these but I honestly started doing them for myself and because it was fun and I thought they were funny so um I didn't really care how many people were watching, but I think, again, like you guys were saying, authenticity, the authenticity about your page and your passion, like people see that you're passionate and people see like, wow, like she believes what she's saying. I believe what she's saying. So I think that like has so much to do with it and you can get so far with only five people. I mean, five people watching your video, that's five potential new clients. That's five potential new buyers. Like that's huge. I mean, you guys know, like, you know, like your most loyal clients that have been with you since the very beginning, even if it's just that one client that's been with you since day one, like how big of a difference do they make in your career, in your life? Like I wouldn't be where I am without that one client, you know? So have that mindset. The numbers really don't matter. I agree. Okay. Who are some people in the industry that you look up to? I love this question. I look up to so many people. I look up to you ladies. You guys are so awesome. I love what you're doing. 
it is making such an impact on this industry. Like, this is so cool. You're building a community um, and you're influencing lives. Like, you've influenced mine already. So that's awesome. So definitely, you guys. Um, a few of my other girlfriends that I absolutely adore and love to death and also have that community mindset um, is Tess Zolly. Um, she's my SD Tessa on um, Instagram and she is my bestie. She is so sweet and so genuine um, and she is just so wise and knowledgeable in the industry um, and she's just someone that is just friends with everybody and I love that about her. Um, and I also love Ashley Curtis, um, which is Ageless Ashley on Instagram. And she is so sweet and she is wonderful. And you can learn so much from Ashley. And I look up to her in so many ways, not just from a business standpoint, but a mindset standpoint. Like anytime she posts something on her stories, like I'm always like automatically motivated. And I love following people like that um, on Instagram. Um, and my other one is Rianne Kelly. So my girlfriend, the master esthetician on Instagram. Um, and like we were talking about earlier in the podcast episode, I just love how much education she brings to our community and how real she is. And I just, again, every time I'm on her page, I always learn something new. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I, I think I follow all of them. But they're all so cute. Yes, I love they every are. single one of those people you <laughs> named. They're all amazing. Who do you guys look up to? Oh, everyone. <laughs> all of them. Rianne's, I don't know. Rianne was one of the first people I followed when I started my aesthetics business. So she me has too. always had a huge impact on me personally. I've learned so much from her. I like take what she says like Bible. Like if Rianne says it, I believe it. Like She's just so well-educated, um, so definitely Rianne. I love listening to Tess's podcast. I think she's also yes, so knowledgeable. I love her. Um, everyone, you just – I've taken a class from Ashley before through Rhea's business, Bosses and Beauty course. Oh, yes. Because um, Ashley taught on that. Um, Miracle as well. Um but there are just so many people, and obviously you. There are just oh, so many people guys. I look up to, and I just—I don't even think I can name everyone that I look up yes. to. They're Alyssa K. I'm going yes. to her retreat in two weeks. Oh, that's so fun! And I'm going to post about think- it. You're going to get so annoyed with me, but I'm like so excited, and I love her to death. And she's she is so, so sweet. Cute. I look up to her too. She's amazing, and I think it's so cool what she's done in the aesthetics industry, bringing so many SDs together. Mm-hmm. I I've never seen an esthetician retreat until Alyssa, and I love seeing the videos from their treats and the pictures. Like and brilliant! I, like yeah. I love it. So I think that'd be fun to go to one we day. Go someday. We should. <laughs> It'd be so fun. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I everyone in this industry truly is like so inspiring to me. And I feel like everyone really has a different um, like value to give and just like different opinions and experiences. And yeah, I just think that the more estheticians that you can follow within the industry, the better because everyone is truly so different. Um, Okay. We have one last question for you. Um, Are hashtags beneficial? Do you think? This is a hard question because I have seen, I have seen like some of my posts get 
more likes because of my hashtags. Again, read your insights. You can literally see um, how many clicks you're getting based on the hashtags. Um, what hashtags are getting more clicks I to your post? Know that. Where can you find that? Oh my gosh, I don't even know. I have to open up my app here. But if you just click on your insights and then click on followers, um, I'm I'm pretty sure you can see it on there or um, under posts. I can't. I can't remember. Okay. We'll, we'll do our research. So much, play around with it. Learn your insights. Um, but definitely look into that. Um, I have noticed that, again, with Instagram's algorithm, I've seen people go viral with no hashtags. And I've seen people, um, you know, get more likes and views with hashtags. I really do think it's a hit or miss. But I don't think hashtags are the make or break of your page. I always include hashtags just because what's the harm in um, opening up the opportunity for people following certain hashtags to see my post. I mean, it only, I guess, yeah. raises your chances of being viewed on um, more people's pages that aren't just directly following you. Um but it kind of expands your platform a little bit and gives your posts a little bit more views. I definitely do think that. Um, but is it something that's going to like make or break the success of your social media growth? No. I'll okay. leave it at that. I really, I mean, I would love to like come back again sometime and like really look into it more, but um, yeah, I don't know. I'd really have to do some more like research and studying on that, but that's good to know because that's something I've always wondered. I still like to hashtag um, because I'll find people through hashtags, but I just never known how much exactly. of an impact it made. So it's good to know that I can go on Instagram and find it through insights. I didn't know but that again, before. That's really cool. Yeah, like there's no harm including them, um, especially because, I mean, even if it got one more person yeah, and led one person to your page, like that's huge. That's yeah. huge. Even though it's it's not making or breaking your page, I've I've noticed I, ha I really haven't noticed like a humongous increase um, of engagement or followers based on my hashtags. Um, but I mean, even if it was just one person, I mean that's still like huge to me. But totally, I agree. Yeah. Well, sweet. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining us on our podcast. Yes. It was seriously so fun just to get to pick your brain about all of your knowledge with social media. Seriously. Yeah, this has been so much fun, guys. Um, and again, I have so much more like in-depth information in my course um, for anyone out there, but I'm always, you know, willing to help connect and support and uplift other um, estheticians in any way I can. So this has been so much fun. Um, I love what you ladies are doing and I love your podcast and it's I mean I've already learned so much from your podcast episodes too and it's just so fun to get to know you guys thank you Aww, thank you yes. well thank you for sharing so many things with us um do you want to shout out your Instagram your YouTube your TikTok everywhere that our listeners can find you okay um, literally on every social media platform, you can find me at Modern Skin Therapy. Um, I'm most active on my Instagram and my latest updates and the most information about me and what I'm usually up to is going to be found on my Instagram, but I'm also on Twitter and TikTok and Facebook. Um, and yeah, that's where you can find me. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Well, Thanks for coming on and yes. we'll have to have you on again. 
Yes. I would love to, guys. Thank you so much for having me. This has been so fun. We'll see you guys on our next episode. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Skin Club Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We'd love to hear from you. And also, go follow us on Instagram at the Skin Club Podcast. Feel free to message us for future episodes and suggestions of what you would like to hear on the podcast. Thanks for listening.